Repot It is presented by Rerouted. Rerouted is an online marketplace where you can buy, sell, or donate your used outdoor gear. If you have gear that's collecting dust in your closet or not being used anymore, please consider selling or donating it on rerouted.co. That's R-E-R-O-U-T-E-D dot C-O. Now, on to the Repot It podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Repot It, the Rerouted podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brian Shoning, and today I'm here with a really, really special friend of mine, Rob Harwood. Rob, how's it going today, man? Good, man. How are you, dude? I'm doing awesome. It's really great to really great to see you on Zoom. We haven't we haven't seen each other or talked to each other in a little bit, but you were very, very gracious to uh, to come on the on the pod with us today. Rob and I met. We both worked at Cairo Radio in Seattle, 710 ESPN Seattle and, and 97.3. And Rob and I met working the weekend shifts. And, you know, we, we both are, are no, longer, no longer in that position now. But uh, one of the really, really awesome things that <laughs> he's using a Cairo Radio mug right now. He very, very that? strategically right in the, uh, right <laughs> in the middle plug, of right? talking about the radio Uh <laughs> pulls up his mug but uh my friendship with rob was was one of the really awesome things that uh that came out of that experience uh rob when did you stop working at cairo pretty much right when the pandemic hit is kind of when i stopped going in because i took care of my my 80 year old uh uh, grandmother and i just didn't feel like at the height of covid no one knew what it was yet and we just heard germs wear masks wear gloves so uh, I didn't feel comfortable like staying in like enclosed studio spaces at that time. Um, yeah. But they left me on the books for the majority of COVID until like March, I think of this year until they finally cut me loose. So, Oh, wow. That's yeah. wild. I a yeah. little bit similarly. So we, we were uh, essential employees there at the radio station with what we were doing uh, as board operators. We were allowing other folks to stay at home and we would kind of link them in uh, and get everybody on air, make sure that everything went smoothly. But we were, we were required to, to still come into, to the station at that point. I stopped, you know, similarly, um, I waited out COVID a couple of months, uh, had, but hadn't seen my family for, for a while and was kind of keeping my, keeping my space since I was still going in. So I stopped around, around May, but they were, they were pretty, pretty quick to, to get me, get me sorted. Sounds like you were a little bit of a pro prolonged exit, you could say. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that for sure. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Rob, How'd you get in? How'd you get into the outdoors? I see pictures of you hiking and and doing all sorts of cool stuff. We are going to be talking about Mount Rainier and your experience over there today. We're actually going to be doing a little bit of a feature here with with a couple of Mount Rainier stories, and you're you're the first one. But what got you into the outdoors initially? I was a little bit of a late bloomer when it comes to anything outdoorsy i've always been athletic and like in a sports but i don't think i went on my first hike until i was about 18 years old and a buddy of mine just asked me to go hiking with him one time and i was like okay sure and You're so like, we went sounds cool yeah we went to bridal veil falls and lake serene up in index which is like off highway two like northeast of seattle about an hour and a half probably and from then on i was just kind of hooked and it's admittedly I have not been at, as outdoorsy in the last year or so as I have been for the past probably decade. But uh, 
yeah, I got lots of pictures, lots of hikes under my belt. Um, not, not too many backpacking trips, only one, in fact, like overnight hiking experience, but a lot of day hikes. So that's awesome. That index area is so cool. My, uh, my brother and his, his wife and his family, uh, own a couple of cabins up in that, in that area. And it's, I mean, it's such a cool, special spot and there's so many cool places that you can go, you can go and explore up in that area. Endless, endless, endless. Like I said, there's Lake Serene and, uh, uh, Bridal Veil Falls, the one that I was just talking about, but the one, the one that I say is like the granddaddy of them all that probably the best one I've ever done. It's hard. It's not an easy one, but Blanca Lake, it is like you get there and it is like a jade green, just picturesque, beautiful, like painting of the hike. It's so, so pretty. And you get to the top and there's this beautiful meadowy area. And then you kind of hike back down and like you, you peek through the trees and see this jade green lake coming through. It's like, oh man, so, so cool. Have you ever been to the chain lakes? I think they're in, they're in that area. Um, I might be, I might be a little bit, a little bit off base, but there's, there's these, these lakes called the chain lakes and there are three lakes that are, you know, not separated by just kind of a little, uh, stretch of land. And when you look at it from above it, they each look like kind of a chain link. That is, is one of the coolest, coolest spots that, that I've been to the chain lakes. And, um, I never actually got to see tuck Lake which I don't think that that's a little bit, a little bit farther, farther away from there, but all the lakes in that area are, are super cool. Washington has some amazing, if you, if you like views of bodies of water, Washington has some amazing, amazing country uh, that you can, that you can go and check out. And, and like Rob said, absolutely endless possibilities of, of places to go in that area. No doubt about it. I had not heard of uh, either of those two that you just mentioned and I'll have to add those to my list. Yeah, maybe maybe you and I'll have to take a little take a little meander up to the chain lake sometime. Yeah. That'll be is that, that also be, over up, up in that index area? I, I believe so. It it okay. might be a little bit closer to kind of the Stevens Pass area, which is like, sure. you know, it's a, it's a little bit further, a little bit yeah. further, but I think it's in in kind of that same area. What incentivized you and kind of got you to take on uh, you know, something something like Mount Rainier? What what did you do while you were up there? Well, I should be perfectly clear, too, because it's not like I packed for days and took on like this gargantuan quest to get to the top of the mountain. It was just like a little All right, day cut, hike. cut the pot, everyone. Rob's a liar, apparently. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, it was still a cool hike. It was just it was a long drive from Seattle, about two and a half hours outside of Seattle. And uh, I'd never done Mount Rainier before. And for being in Washington my entire life, this is in 2019, it's 2022 now almost. So a couple of years ago, but uh, yeah, it was my first time to Mount Rainier. And I was like, well, you know, so it was in August of 2019 and it was beautiful time to go hiking. Why, why not? So I just went for it and made a day of it. I actually made a weekend of it. I got kind of scared on my drive up there because it was really foggy and it was really bizarre for an August day to be that foggy. And I almost turned around, but uh, lo and behold, I get to the top and it's still pretty foggy. I'm kind of worried that I wouldn't be able to see everything that I saw in the pictures <laughs> online. And I'm just going to hike into the abyss of bog and like nothingness. And I did for probably the first two hours or so it was a weird hike too because usually you start hikes and you just incline and you're just hiking and huffing and puffing this one you started 
and you just went like straight for about a mile and then like down into like this valley for a bit and then it kind of started to incline which was unique it's i mean i've done a lot of hikes and that was the only one i could think of that's like that um and i reached the lake unici lake or unice lake i think it's unici e-u-n-i-c-e -E. i think it's unici right is that all right i, I so i would have i would have called that lake eunice 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 I think Look, you're right. we could all we could all be wrong here. Every here's the thing. There, I'm sure there's another pronunciation that we didn't cover. That's probably the one that it is. I'm pretty sure you're right. That sounds right now that I'm like picturing it the way you said it. Uh, yeah. So, but Unichi sounds cooler. So we'll stick with that. Um, anyways, it was foggy all the way to Unichi, and from there, it's another mile upwards to the lookout at Tolmi Peak which I don't even think I told you that was the name of the hike that I did, by the way. Sorry, I missed that. Up. But uh, that was the first hike I did that weekend was Tolney Peak. And it starts at Moick Lake. And I just got way off track there. Sorry. Okay. Um, as I uh, inclined from Eunice Lake, we'll say, Eunice Lake, I started to see some breaks in daylight. The fog was lifting. And right as I got to the top, it was nothing but blue skies and sunshine. And it was really cool because I was sitting on top of the clouds and the pictures turned out so dope off the like, I'm pretty sure you've probably seen them on Facebook a couple years ago. I don't know. Yeah. Send them, send them my way. Cause we'll, we'll upload them as kind of like the picture for, for this episode. Usually we just use our, our very awesome and uh, great repotted logo, but we'll, uh, we'll replace that with, with one of your, one of your photos for this episode. Cool. Yeah, I got a bunch of good ones. I got a bunch of good ones. On the way up, I remember seeing a deer. I remember turning a corner and then I was just like face to face with a deer. And I was like, oh my God. And he was just kind of squatting. And then all of a sudden I just heard he was just taking a pee, you know, just hanging out, taking a pee, eating some grass. And uh yeah, it was it was awesome. That was the first one I did. And then I hiked back down, slept in my truck, and then the next day went drove about an hour and a half to another lake called summit lake and did that one i'm probably jumping all over the place so you can direct it any way you want to <laughs> no that no that's great so so you were you were kind of just taking the opportunity to hike around in that uh what is it what's it called rainier national forest rainier national yep. park yep something like yep, that yep yep like i said it was my first time doing it and i saw those hikes were reasonably close to each other within an hour hour and a half and uh i don't know if i'd recommend doing it by yourself because i mean bears and like wilderness and such but i felt safe enough like i had a good grip so it was good it was great had a lot of good pictures good memories out of it and uh happy i did it sometimes it's it's kind of nice to get you know just a little bit removed on your own and and just kind of get that experience you know experience the wilderness kind of on your own what was what was that like it was great to unplug i think that was kind of the big motive behind it too i think i did a day trip about three weeks prior and that's another story that's another podcast but uh that kind of got so me i'm so excited that you just said that because i love having <laughs> i well i love having repeat guests and the reality is with the outdoors a lot of people who are into the outdoors didn't just go out one time um you know everybody that has these outdoor experiences a lot of them have have multiples. So I'm, I'm excited that you said that and I'll, I'll look forward to having you back. 
Awesome, man. I'm a big fan of everything that you guys are doing. So happy to be here and uh, happy to come back when that time comes. Anyway, continue. You were, you were, you were mentioning and I interrupted you. It was definitely scary at times. I remember on my way up to Summit Lake as I was driving and I parked at the trailhead. No other cars were there, which made me think like, hmm, is there no other cars here because it's not safe? Or is it just like an off weekend and I'm the first one here because it's early? And uh, I just went for it. I said, screw it. Went for it. There's a big sign right at the trailhead. Be careful of bears or something like that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> i'm gonna have to fight a bear huh yeah 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 yeah. so constantly on like high alert for bears and uh i was relieved when i finally got to the lake it wasn't more than a couple hours after that that i saw another couple and their dog and everything so it was it was a relief um but it was great it was great i took a little skinny dip when i got there when i had the lake to myself had some lunch I got a jet boil. Have you ever used one of those? Yeah. 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 They're awesome. Those things are awesome. Incredible. They're the best. They're a must have if you're going hiking, overnight hiking, especially. But uh, the stroganoff compacted meals were so good for, like, you know, that kind so, of a meal. Freeze dried right? meals. We'll take a detour here and we'll talk Ooh. about freeze dried meals for a second. Sure. Because freeze dried meals are not bad at all. I think that they taste awesome for the most part. And maybe that's because 80% of the, you know, well, 99.9% of the time, I've never eaten a freeze dried meal, not in the outdoors. 100% of the time when you're eating a freeze dried meal, it's usually after like a long day or you're kind of warm it up. It's, it's very, very satisfying, but I think freeze dried meals are super, super good. What's your, what's your favorite? Is it the stroganoff? Stroganoff, hands down, is my favorite. Okay. And I think there's something to what you just said, though, too. I think, like, the fact that you are out in the wilderness and the only hot meal you're kind of expecting is maybe some, like, mushy oatmeal type stuff, kind of. And when you're out there and there's no Uber Eats in sight, it's a pretty tasty meal, you know, considering yeah. what, what the options are, considering I've been eating nuts and sandwiches and beef jerky all day, you know? I, I'm a, uh, a, like, noodles and mini meatballs guy, so they they have, mm. like, the the... I, I don't want to call it spaghetti. It's not really spaghetti and meatballs, but um, mm. they have these like little tiny meatballs and, and some noodles that you have. And, and those, those are awesome. That's always kind of my go-to. I feel like they, they hit the spot. The other, the other one that I think is really good. Uh, the Turkey Tetrazzini, another pasta one. I had never heard of it. I had never heard of, of Tetrazzini pasta, except on the, on the freeze dried meals. Don't know if I'll ever have it outside of that but uh those those couple are are definitely at the top of my list yeah tetrazzini is a new word to me but uh with your endorsement i'm definitely i'm definitely gonna try yeah yeah hit up the hit up the turkey tetrazzini freeze-dried meal cannot cannot recommend it enough all right rob i am gonna ask you about your favorite piece of gear here at some point, but I do want to ask you one more, one more question about your, your experience in, in Rainier National Forest. Did it, did it give you the idea that you might want to take on Rainier? Like I've, like I've said a couple of times and actually kind of go the, the more intent, like, like climb it, climb the climb, see if you can get, make it to the summit of Rainier. I know you want to hear me say yes. I, I know that's what you want to hear, but no, no, not at no? all. I, I'm not as hardcore as I, I used to be with the outdoor stuff. And just in general, I think I'm kind of getting soft in my older age. Um, but it was a great experience. And I do day hikes. Like, I think 
the whole overnight hiking for me, just even like I slept in my truck uh, on that particular trip, but I got back issues. And like, if I'm sleeping in my truck or on the ground in a tent or something, it's just, it really aggravates my back. And I know I sound like a grandpa, but, <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure I'll ever get to the point of a full on like top of the mountain type Mount Rainier trek. Honestly, it's, it's not for everyone. Look, it's not for me. I think everybody in my family has, has climbed Rainier except for me pretty much. And, uh, and, and at that point, it's like, you know, this is, this is just, it's an awesome, it's an awesome experience. I love, I love it for other people, but, uh, but it's not totally for me. So we, we might have to, we might have to do some of those day hikes together. With that said, there are plenty of other hikes around Mount Rainier that are smaller, like chill day hikes that I have not explored yet, which I'm eager to. Like the other side of the mountain has like Paradise. I've heard of a hike called Paradise, and I think there's even a resort there maybe. And I mean, they're just all over the base of that mountain that I still have not gone to check out yet. So that is definitely on my list. But scaling like the top of the the fierce mountain here make making mountain. it to the to the to the summit the highest the highest point in washington right yeah i don't think that's for me i don't think that's for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah rob tell us about your your favorite piece of gear you mentioned this jet boil this jet boil stove that you have maybe maybe that's it um but what's your what's your favorite piece of of outdoor gear outdoor equipment that you have the jet boil is definitely up there because i mean hot water is everything for cooking those freeze-dried meals for soup for tea coffee whatever um i don't know is it super super like i'm so basic to say camelback because the camelbacks are just so great like the the water tube right here just anytime i need water maybe even more than that the camelback little it has this little thing this attachment that's a water filter that you can put on the tip of it. So that might be my favorite thing. And you have to clean it out every so often, but still it'll get you a lot of clean water. You can just go scoop your camel back into the lake or into the river. And as long as you attach that little, uh, uh, that little water filter, it's, it's good to go. You can drink it. And that might, that might be it. I think what's yours, Rob, I've done 35, 40 something episodes of this podcast. I don't even know. So mm-hmm. I've, I've done a lot of episodes. Nobody's ever said they're camelback. So you started really? that off. You started oh. that off with, you know, this is so basic. And then you hit me with a with a totally new one and the and the purification system. I have a I have a couple of a pair of a solo hiking boots that uh, you know, I it was the first pair of hiking boots that I went out and like after I was, you know, fully grown and you know, my feet weren't gonna get any bigger. I finally bought like a really nice pair of hiking boots that were super comfortable and fit me super well. Uh, I still have them. They're incredible. They're, they're advertised as water resistant and not waterproof. I have literally stood in a pool of water for a long time and my feet stayed completely dry. So they, they are, you know, under promise over deliver on, on the water resistance and water, waterproof, waterproofness of them. That's probably not a word, but we're going to leave it in because I'm an idiot. And uh, the other, the other one I have in, uh, I have an Osprey backpack that I got um, probably almost 10 years ago now, eight, eight years ago now. And, um, and that thing's awesome. Again, it was, you know, I'd finally kind of grown up to the, to the point where I could use like an adults, an adult size backpack and, uh, and got this 90 liter 
88 liter Osprey pack that uh, that's been unbelievable. So those are, those are the two for me, everybody on these, we post these gear stories separately and, uh, and everybody's, everybody's heard about those numerous times. Rob, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for joining me and I can't wait to, to have you back on. And I, and I can't wait to, to see you back in Seattle, bud. Hey man, I appreciate being here. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of everything that you guys got going on over there at uh, rerouted and I can't thank you enough for having me and uh, can't wait to do it again soon. So thank you. Rob Harwood, everyone. Thanks, Rob, for his time. Thanks to all of you guys for listening. If you have gear that you want to sell, check out our app, the Rerouted app on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. If you are interested in buying gear, check out our website at rerouted.co. We've got some awesome rerouted merch up there, as well as a bunch of gear uh, listed by all of you guys. Thanks, everyone, again, and I hope you have an awesome day. Bye, guys.